And welcome back to another episode of the Pals Podcast presented by Hard Bite Chips. I'm your co-host, Danielle Galarno. And I'm Ricky Liordi. Oh my god, my hat! Can you go get it for me, please? <laughs> I was just going to say, we are starting the Christmas... So sorry. This what Christmas call- special. This is the start of our Christmas season because we are we had Tyler Shaw on. And then following this, we're going to have our Christmas special with Ryan Shepard. So Live. Oh, you look good, Daddy. Little young Miss Claus. Can I wear this? Actually, I might have. Do you want a Santa suit? Actually, we can talk about this offline. Sorry, we're getting distracted. So anyways, I unfortunately missed this episode. I sprained my ankle the night before, so I had to miss the episode, and I was stuck in the hospital. So Ricky was the best pal and took it over. But you know what? I was thinking out of every episode, I'm glad it was Tyler since you guys have had him on before. Returning guest. Yeah, it was. You know what? It was nice to see him because, uh, like in Canada, Tyler Shaw's like massive, one of the biggest Canadian pop artists of like the last decade or so. Uh, Juno nominated artist came out with a Christmas special, a Tyler, a Tyler Shaw Christmas. Uh, he's toured countless times. Right now, he actually is just finishing the Christmas tour that he went on, the Canadian Christmas tour. Uh, just amazing. He's honestly like a pal now. Like we sat down, it was so comfortable. Um, I would have, you would have really enjoyed it too, because again, Tyler Shaw's just, he's put out so many hits on the pop side, put out so many hits on the Christmas side. I think he was like the second most streamed. I think I saw someone from Sony shared it. It's like number two on like the Christmas list in Canada or something. You know what? I put on a uh, Christmas playlist the other day on Spotify and I decided to like pick a pop one. So I had like a mix of like Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber, Michael Bublé and Tyler Shaw. Yeah, so it was like really great to see that like he was on like one of those like massive playlists. And it's fun when you get to sit down with a second guest. Uh, sorry, a guest the second or third time, um, because you get to kind of loop back on the things that you didn't finish talking about, or you get to see where their careers kind of gone since the last time you sat down. But Tyler Shaw's just like on a consistent uprise. Like I feel like there's no slowdown area for him. Like he's had so many hits. So again, he's been doing this since 2012, I think. Was his first oh. like big hit, or 2012 or 2013? So we're literally a decade later. Uh, he lives in Ottawa now, which is crazy. I didn't know that because he's from out west, and then he moved to Toronto. Now his family settled in Ottawa, but um, just really great, Tyler. Thanks, thanks for coming back on, man. It's always appreciated. You're always welcome. I'm uh, it's, it's sad I didn't get to see your your Christmas special as we were talking about after the pod, but uh, I'm sure we'll see you live in concert again very soon. I know that you've got a lot of amazing things on the horizon for you, and. Uh, yeah, now let's talk about our favorite chips. Hard bite chips. Hard bite chips, all natural, made locally in Canada, in BC. They're absolutely delicious. You can find them at uh, your local natural food store, in the natural section at your grocery store, health food sections. Um, they're honestly amazing chips, a good kind of like healthier alternative to the potato chip. Yeah, there's uh, no GMO. No GMO free. GMO free. It's like kind of a tongue twister. Yeah, I was going to say non-GMO, but it's not... I, but it's not non-GMO. It's no GMO. Yeah, but I think... Either way. Uh, yeah. Whatever. There's anyways. no GMO in it. I don't even know what GMO stands for, but I know it's bad. Genetically modified object. Anyways. Uh, no artificial flavors. That's yeah, a big that's one. that's really big. And they have one actually made with avocado oil. Yeah. And those are really good. The spicy ketchup. Those two are my favorite. They all dress is solid too. I'm more of a, you know, ketchup or like... Uh, you know those different... Ooh, the truffle one was really good too. Yeah. You that was the first one I, gone. No, really? that was the first one literally... Didn't even make it to the condo, I think. I think I ate it in the car that day on the way home when mm, I got the box. Sucks. Uh, anyways, they're really good. They got some very unique flavors. And again, all Canadian, natural, no added flavors, no added preservatives. Sorry, no added artificial flavors or preservatives, non-GMO. And then what was the thing it said on the back of the bag too? The couch potato thing? Well, Not I would know your- if you didn't eat all the bags. <laughs> but it said... No couch, all potato. Yeah, that was what it said. I loved it. So really good. Um, But yeah, anyways, go grab a bag and enjoy the podcast. And Danny, what do we say? Let's fucking go. Tyler, welcome back to the Pals Podcast. Sec- second time on the pod. It's been yes, a, and it's literally been a couple of years since we've we've had you on. Like yeah. we were just talking in the elevator. I think we had you on probably over like two years ago now. Okay, yeah, it's been a minute. And and lots of has happened in your career since then. Yeah, totally. 
on like and we can start on so many different places, but uh, I want to start with the CCMAs. Oh man, the country country. Actually, no, I lied. I want to start with the ABC like TikTok okay. virality because <laughs> sure. I was gonna get into that later, but I feel like that's a good starting spot. Okay. What was that like going like mega viral on TikTok? It was unexpected. I don't think. I, I mean, I did not think that something like that would happen. I was just literally just creating content, just like everyone else does, you know, putting it up. Uh, I was consistent with it, you know. Maybe they that has something to do with it. They always say be consistent, post two to three times a day, whatever, whatever. So I was grinding hard, and this was like mid COVID, so or early COVID, um, so like you know March of 2020, and I was just like in going doing it and then man i posted it up one evening next morning it was like in the millions already and called the team up and i was like yeah we got to figure this out what does this mean so but how does it work because you did that just as a cover but yeah. then you also released it so how, like do you have to get permission from like the actual, obviously you have to get yeah. permission right like, yeah yeah no you can't just sure. release that right yeah you can't um so as it was building and building and building we decided the team and I decided, yeah, we should release this as like a full track. And so I, f I finished it within like a day, like production, everything's done, written. The longest thing that that took was getting the clearance from the original writers, from Gail, the artist yeah, yeah. and all the, the songwriters. That was like, I want to say a solid three weeks, maybe a little bit more to get the clearance for this song. So meanwhile, I'm trying to like keep everybody interested <laughs> on this viral, on this viral shit. And I'm waiting and waiting and waiting for these guys to be like, all right, fine. You can release the song. And then, man, because we, I feel like everybody, if you've been on TikTok, everyone's had like one kind of viral moment, you know, a, a mm. clip that does a hundred K or even a million or something. Yeah. This was like mega viral. Yeah. Yeah. Like the user generated, I can't remember what the, the abbreviation is, but people were using it and it's been viewed and played and listened to over a billion times. Like that's or, absolutely no, several billion. I think it was like that's absolutely three billion. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like I do TikTok, and I don't think I've even hit like 20 million total like sounds, plays, right. everything. Right. Yeah. And this is like, it's wild. Billions. It's wild. Honestly, it's wild, but I can still walk down the street and no one fucking knows that I've written that song. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, but that's also the thing with music too, right? Like everyone's yeah. heard it like, again. It's on billions of streams or plays or whatever you want to call it. But again, sometimes with like TikTok, it's one of those things where it you need to do it mm. because it's part of the, like the career and the it's, marketing it's and all a, that stuff. It's a free marketing platform. But then you artists. get that like one moment where it's like, yeah. you know, for you, that's got to be one of the, uh, maybe not the coolest, one of the coolest parts of your career, but that's got to be like up there. It's a with, highlight for sure. Yeah. It's definitely a highlight, you know, like creating something that people like as an artist, you want to create music for for yourself, but also for people to use yeah, and to go, celebrate goes both too. Ways, and, right? Yeah. Just make sure yeah, but it goes uh, it goes both ways. Like you want to, I don't want to say play the game because that's not the right word. Right. But sometimes it's part of playing the game, right? Like I'm sure if you weren't making any TikToks, your team would be like, "Yo, Tyler, like, come on, can you just make make a couple? TikToks?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we've had so many musicians where like we absolutely hate TikTok, but it's part of the game. It's, we have to honestly, it. it's a lot of work, and these guys know. Like, sorry, I'm pointing over there because my team's over there. Um, like it's a full time job I'm on top of writing music. It's like a and then performing and, and going on tour, doing the whole thing, and obviously I have a personal life, so it's yeah, a lot yeah. to balance. So doing content is like a lot of work. Yeah. Do you enjoy it though? At times. At times. At times I'm like fucking hell. Like, especially you'll see how uh, if you go back. I was pr promoting my Christmas tour, and you know, you, there's only so many ways you can promote tickets. So I I lean into like how ridiculous it is to like keep promoting tickets. Well, I saw the one recently when uh, was it Delhi, Ontario, where just like handy like giving away yeah, tickets. Yeah, exactly. somebody was like, "No, I'm busy. Sorry." It's like, it's like I, whatever. Okay, move on. What? I, what yeah, but again, this is like the part of content where you can kind of have fun with it. Like, yeah, exactly. I don't. It doesn't break my heart. Like, it's fine. You know, we, that was an amazing show. So whoever said no missed out. Yeah. Yeah. We've got the Toronto show tonight. Well, I guess we'll the Toronto show when this when people are listening to this would have been two or three weeks ago, right. but the Toronto show tonight. Are you excited? Yes. I'm it's a sold out show. Um, you know, a lot of people that I know there, a lot of fans, reoccurring fans and probably a lot of new fans just waiting to get into the Christmas spirit. So I know I'm in the Christmas spirit. I'm, I'm yes, ready. You are. I'm ready for the holidays <laughs> now. It's just it, when you, when the holidays, I feel like especially after American Thanksgiving, that's when all so eyes leans go in. on. Well, actually let me ask you this. And do your, cause you have the Christmas album, do a lot of your, I guess Google impressions and like 
plays on Spotify or Apple. Does it spike around this time of the year? Oh man, it's been spiking. Yeah. Like for the past month. It's already. just like as soon as Halloween's over, yeah. boom. Yeah. Like the Philippines start celebrating in like June. Like really? Well, it's a bit of a overstatement, but they start celebrating very early. So you start seeing a little bit of climb, especially in there. And then pretty much after Halloween, it was like So wait, let me ask you this. Compare in, in I guess comparison to your non-Christmas music compared to your regular music, because you've done a lot, you've had so many hits over the last decade plus. Mm. Do you find that your music peaks more during Christmas season because of the Christmas music? Or do you have like, when you release a new single, does it do like, I guess the question I'm asking is, does the music, the Christmas music outweigh a new release? Or is it like a new release will spike higher, but it maybe might not be as consistently long? Well, let's take Love You Still. Yeah. When I released that one, it was, it was, like crazy high and then it filtered into everyone was listening to that then it was like oh he's got more music let's listen to this yeah, so, so kind across of... the board was insanity like numbers were amazing uh christmas was a it's just a steady climb every single year and wow. then like december 26 boom mm, not really? no People? not really yeah it's really? still it obviously comes down yeah but like it's it doesn't go it doesn't drop like a like a stock would it was just kind of like it tapers, it tapers off. off. Yeah, it yeah. tapers off. Why did you decide to write Christmas music? Any particular reason? I love Christmas. That's I love it. Christmas music. Like, you put on like a Sinatra record or a Buble record, like Christmas time, like that warm, you know, and like on a record player too. Yeah, yeah, you know, I know what you mean. grab a grab some dust in your hand, throw it onto the record, make it have that like. Yeah, you I know. know stuff. I, <laughs> I you know have a I mean? record player. I don't use it that often anymore. Man. But I've got a, a little good collection of records. Yeah. Too. I, know, like, I know that feeling. There's something so warm. I know it's cold outside. We live in Canada, yada, yada, yada. But like there's something so warming about the holidays. And um, yeah, I'm a family guy. So like I, I love spending time with my family. And, and that's when like, you know, the industry shuts down. And I can be there with the, my family and, and hang out and do all the things. Like I love cooking. So I'm I'm there cooking Christmas dinner. Um, just living what's your go-to dish man can we put you on something brussels sprouts i love brussels I okay you love brussels sprouts yeah all right but wait i heard okay give me your like the way you cook them so simple okay you have them put them in a mixing bowl uh whatever oil you want recommend avocado oil salt pepper oven 450 degrees for 20 minutes come out get a block of parmesan and a cheese grater put it in a nice serving dish first then you cheese, uh, grate the cheese, the cheese on top, ready to go. I had um, I had Brussels sprouts the other night actually, and a friend of mine cooks the Brussels sprouts with bacon grease. Yep, and that was yeah. I don't want to say life changing, but that was it's unbelievable. Good. It's very good. Yeah. What's the best meal you've had on tour, ever? Wow, you know, <laughs> when we're on tour, it's so funny. Like whoever's new, like a new guy comes in, whatever, uh, part of the crew. I always ask him, it's not a prerequisite or anything. But I'm like, <laughs> do you like Asian food? And if he says yes, then immediately we're friends. If he says no, we have work to do. Because every- <laughs> so you bring him to take your staples on, on each spot on the tour? We go to, we find pho, we find dim sum, we find like any kind of Asian food. That's usually the team meal. Every time. Every time. And like, I don't, I don't care if they go elsewhere, but I'm like, this is where I'm going. If you guys want to come, this is what's happening. And you're kind of the know. boss too, so they can't really say no. Right? Like, <laughs> no, ah. man. They definitely now, imagine can't. the new guy just being like, no, nah, it's okay. I'm not. No, nah, don't fuck with it. <laughs> You'd be like, that's oh, a problem. Really interesting. That's a problem. Yeah. We're going to China tomorrow and all you're going to eat is. <laughs> <laughs> Find like the local yeah. Chinatown in every city. Legit. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly. And, and surprisingly. Like, does the city like, okay, let's say Sudbury. Like, does Sudbury have a little Chinatown? I don't know. Okay. I, I've, I've been to Sudbury once. But aren't you, you're going on this tour. I'm going to North Bay. North Bay. Okay, yeah. sorry. And I've been to North Bay and I don't think they have a Chinatown. Or like Delhi. I don't even know where Delhi, Ontario is. They call it Delhi. Oh, Delhi? Which messes, okay. it doesn't make any sense yeah. at all. So I was calling it Delhi because India, yeah. Delhi, the same spelling makes sense. Nope. Where Someone, is where, where even is that? Uh, from Toronto, it's like south. You got to go around the lake and then south. Okay, and so near like St. Catharines? It's, uh, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's to the point where we were three minutes away on the GPS and I was looking out the window and I saw fields and barns. And, and I was like, like nothing. There's else. no way. There's no way we're three minutes away. But that kind of makes it special because when you get to a city like that and you have like a sold out show and you got hundreds of people there, it's like, yeah. it, it makes it one of those like cool, unique experiences. It was fun. It was a good time in Delhi. Delhi. And uh, 
maybe I'll go back. I don't know. Maybe I'll go. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe for, for, yeah, for <laughs> not <laughs> not non Christmas one. Yeah, exactly. I go, well, okay, let me ask you this now: Do you enjoy touring for your regular music more than the Christmas music? Um, I did, but after the second show of the tour, I was like, "This is really f- I." I hate doing covers. I'm not. It's so ironic because I got my start in music from a covers competition. But like, I don't like doing covers, and this Christmas set is like ninety percent covers, and. I'm like having troubles remembering the lyrics. Um, Wait, have you ever forgot one on stage? Oh yeah! Oh my god! What do you do? Mumble through it. <laughs> yeah, that's all you, you got. You can't do anything. You know, you just gotta go go with the flow. You can't. You, you eventually catch. Yeah, eventually, it, you, you figure out where you left off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, yeah, like I said, these these are all covers, and I'm like, oh my god, like this is tough. But once you get a routine, like I had a show last night, and and I was like solid. You know, forgot like one lyric, um, but that was fine. You know, now and that's why we like put the crowd into my. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, we just we just get into it, and I get into it, get a rhythm going. Um, that's just like every tour, though. But I'd have to say, honestly, man, it's a tough one. I love I love touring both. I really do. I really are, do. are they? Is the crowd the same at both shows? I feel like a Christmas one would be more <laughs> family oriented. Yeah, and like a lot older demographic too. Like to the point where <laughs> there's a uh, a couple in in uh, where was I the other day? Can't remember the city. Sarnia, I think it was. They asked my front of house guy to turn the music down. <laughs> That's the demographic we're talking about. Yeah, It'd be so funny. It's like, yeah. sorry, I know we're here for the music, but you mind turning it down a bit? It's a little loud for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, but it was fine. Like, there's there's moments in the set, you know, there's lots of. And this is in my original set too. Like I like to have dynamic and 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 uh, a flow of things. So there's like energy, and you bring it down a little bit, and now we're here, and we're gonna go back down, then we're gonna go up here. Like just keep them on their toes and like have it a good uh, a good flow of things. Okay, okay. And let me, let's say for like for Christmas music specifically, mm-hmm. I guess who would be one person you'd really want to work with? Oh, Buble, hands down. Yeah, I feel like that's yeah, 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 yeah. Easy, easy. Like, well, what's your favorite Christmas song? By him or just, no, in, just general? in general? In general. Oh. Um, honestly, since this tour, I I really like Run Run Rudolph, right now, like right now. But I think of all time, it's it's the one that you play, December first. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Like that is the song for yeah, me. Especially when the snow comes too. You yeah. get some snow on the ground, the yeah. Christmas tree set up. I'm not a, I'm a very festive person in the sense that I love Christmas, but I don't decorate the house. Honestly. <laughs> like, I don't even think, and I spend most Christmases in Florida. So I'm like a, okay. I'm a feet in sand kind of guy. Nice. Nice. But uh, I love a good, like a beautiful Christmas yeah. tree when it's dark outside and it's yeah. a little bit cold and you hear like a song like that where it's just, yeah. Mind you, Christmas morning, Mariah Carey slaps. Mm. When you mm. wake up Christmas morning, I'm like, hey, Alexa. I don't want to say it just because in case she hears me here. <laughs> She's like, yes. But yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's one of those things where I love that song. Cool. You're talking about like yeah. the one. Yeah. Last like, okay, cool. Like the Mariah Carey, like as soon as Halloween's over, boom. Like it's just. Man, she's uh, she's some. Well, she's she's a, I think I read something where she gets. It's um I can't remember how many millions of plays, but in the month of December, she's like hands down the number one artist in the world. Oh yeah, she makes her bank like just crazy. The month of, of December money. in twenty five days, she's like crazy. That's it. Crazy. I guess what's um what's one song if you could be a part of? Like I know like we talked about covers and you did the ABC. <clears throat> what's one song if you could like be a part of and like release a not a cover? I guess it's a cover or a remix. What song would it would it be? Not just Christmas, just anything overall. Oh, man. Anything Coldplay, honestly. Oh, okay. Really I wasn't big, expecting that one. Yeah, Coldplay is amazing. What's your favorite Coldplay song? Yellow. Yeah, okay, that's, yeah, yeah that's like routine. You have know. you seen them? I have. I saw them uh, 2017 in yeah, they did LA. Big, yeah, they did a big tour. Well, they're still touring They're now. still doing yeah. the same. I would go see them again, for sure. The bracelets that light up. Yeah, the whole, that whole thing. My God, my favorite show of all time. Yeah. I would agree with it. it's it's top three for me. Yeah, you've seen it. Yeah, yeah, I've Dude, seen. I saw Toronto at the uh, Rogers Center Skydome. Yeah. Unbelievable yeah. tour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So wait, what song would it be then? And it just doesn't matter. Honestly, it doesn't matter. Like I would say, Yellow then, because it's just or Fix You. Like yeah, fix you yeah God, so Viva good. Vida's another. Yeah. Here. Oh my God. Like literally, just 
close your eyes and throw a dart and okay, I'm down, you know, by them. What's uh, we're going back to the touring. What's the funniest thing that's happened to you on, on tour? Maybe, maybe not this tour because it's just kind of starting, but in the last, like maybe the last tour since we saw you last in the last two or three years, man, the funniest thing that's happened on tour. I'm trying to think of something that's happened recently and I feel like there was, but I, I try to block it. Okay, well, bad, if you, if bad. you think about, it, we can come back. I, I do have one that has happened. It's not, it's not recent. It probably happened in like 2016, but there was uh, I was on stage obviously. And, <laughs> and there's these things, if you don't know, there's things called monitors that are on stage and they're like big speakers that music plays out of. And there was space kind of after them on the stage still. So you can go and you're still on the stage, um, stepping in front of them. So I did that during one of my songs and I'm getting in, getting the crowd going like, let's go put your hands up, whatever. And I thought it was so cool. And I'm stepping backwards not looking backwards, just stepping backwards. And I trip over the, the monitor and everyone, the loudest, like, Oh, <laughs> I've ever heard. And, uh, but it was in such a perfect part of one of my songs is during wicked. So the pre-chorus goes, tell me, I can't hide the way I'm feeling. I fall back and there's supposed to be a silence there. So I fall back. Boom. Ooh, <laughs> I get up. You wicked. You wicked when you work it out. And the course, starts so I literally oh, just worked perfectly. It was too good to have, like, it was too perfect in that little gap there. See, this would have been like one of those perfectly viral moments. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think someone did film it, but I don't know where that footage is now. Anyway, that would probably be the, the funniest thing that's ever happened. That's a good on one. Stage, yeah. Well, let, let's get back to kind of the CCMAs. Now, how'd that happen? Because you're not technically a country singer. I am now. No. Um, there was a song that I did with an artist named Sasha. Yeah. It's called confident and she's an amazing country artist. Um, so we collaborated on a song earlier this summer. Um, she got the opportunity to play at the CCMAs and obviously I'm a feature on that song. So she's like, come join me. So I did. And with that, I also played a little bit of uh, love you still. Um, but like country music, a lot of people who actually don't know this, like I really do appreciate country music. Okay. I uh, spent a good portion of my summers in Saskatchewan where my grandfather, um, cause you're BC, you're BC, right? Yeah. Born and raised in Vancouver. Um, so every time I go out to Saskatchewan, nothing else plays out there oh, other than not, country, not out there. And this is like, this isn't even like the city of Saskatoon. Like you're driving an hour and a half North from Saskatoon going to a little town called Prince Albert. Okay. And it's uh, a like population 5,000 or something. No, it's, it's bigger than oh. that, but like still small, you town. get into the town and you still got to drive another 30 minutes out to the rural areas. And there's a farm there and I love it so much there. And that's where I fell in love with country music and everything. You know, my grandfather taught me so much out there as I was spending summers. So it's uh yeah, I got a cool spot. For Have you ever thought about doing a country album? No. No, I don't think I ever will. The closest I think I'll ever get is like folky. I've okay. thought about I've thought about this actually. I've always wanted to, you know, my grandparents are getting older as I think about them and, and they have this beautiful property out there. It's like old, like 70s style still, you know, design, but it's built, my grandfather built it with his own hands and it's it's laid out so perfectly for like a recording studio, like a massive complex recording studio. So I've always wanted to like go out there and write like a, I don't want to say country cause I don't want to, I don't want people to have like a, uh, a vision of, or a, like a, whatever, like a pop country, not even pop. Like even the stuff I'm making now is not even, it's like indie alternative stuff. There's still a little pop element to it, obviously, but, um, I would classify it more as like the alts or alt indie stuff. Okay. Um, but I would go for like a Donovan Woods kind of style. What about, cause I know writer's camps. Do you still participate in writer's camps? Or I haven't like, in a while. Yeah. Because I know a lot of those like writer camps, like you get put in the room with a different style musician or a different style. And then yeah. you come up with something completely different. Mm -hmm. Would you be open to that? Yeah, I have. I've done that in the past. Like okay. I've been to writer's camps where I've been with a hip hop producer and, and uh, we've come up with some amazing stuff. Not, not just for me, but like just amazing in general for someone you know, um, so yeah, when you put creatives in a house like that, only good stuff can come yeah, from it, you sense. know? 
Well, what's your normal creative process then? Like when you're writing a new song, do you is it like very linear where you kind of start with like the basics and then go, or do you just have a random word or idea? Uh, and it's like voice notes and memos. Yeah, all all of it. All Everything of it. you just said depends on the day. Like I'll I, yeah, I have tons of voice memos. I have a lot of you know starting titles for songs. Um, a lot of like random melodies of on piano and stuff. But I usually just like sit down hit the keyboard or strum the guitar and if something hits then i'm like okay let's run with it and start singing some melodies and it just kind of flows right or nothing happens at all and you got to <laughs> walk away right like you can't force it that makes sense because again it's not like a it's not like a training regimen where you can just like walk through the steps of like a workout or something or like a hockey right. practice right. it's kind of like if you're not feeling it that day and you have the creative juices aren't flowing you can't just yeah. go through the routine because exactly. yeah. you might not get anything. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can still push through it, but have you found that you've ever pushed through something and worked and like came up with gold or no? No, no, not once I've ever pushed through a creative block and come up with something great. I've pushed. So through. at least now, you know, though, no, no, for sure. I have pushed through and all that happens at the end of it is just, I get discouraged and just like, unmotivated. No, seriously. Like, like I can't remember the, how long it's happened, but or how long ago it happened. But I do remember a day where I was like so sad about myself because I couldn't figure out this one part of the song that I really like. It was a cool song. And I was like, oh, how can I work? And I spent like, I don't know, six hours on a pre-chorus or something like that. And at the end of the day, I was like, I'm the worst artist ever. <laughs> just having, just going through it. Dude, eh? honestly, it sucks. Yeah. So what do you do after something like that happens? Like, do you just like, you know, I'm going to put this down. Go to my family, go spend some time outside, come back to it a week later. Yeah, or what do you sometimes do? it's sometimes it's like that awful but then other times i'm like yeah i'll literally go for a walk and i'm fine but that one was like honestly it took me like two days to get over i was like so down in the dumps about it so what normally motivates you then to write songs it's a good question because a lot of people and we've had so many musicians where they say like some of the best songs i've written is when i'm unmotivated or i'm like like hard on myself or going through a really tough time in my I life think, right? I, th I think when my life is balanced properly that's when magic happens Okay. Yeah. I think when, when everything is like moving in tandem and, and, and there's like a, 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 the yin and yang kind of thing, right? That's when everything kind of falls together for me. Um, but obviously, you know, if, uh, if things are not going well, you can always write a sad song, which I have before, but like the, the best stuff for me, I think is like, when things are aligned, when the pillars are full, family's good. Mentally, I'm good. Physically good career is good you know everyone's just like good across the it's board it's so funny you say pillars because I, I use that example all the time like mm -hmm. your life is held up by pillars you know, yeah. your family your friends your career yeah social life physical and mental yep. health all that stuff so mm -hmm. it's interesting you said that yeah we had uh, an artist named uh, zach tabulo on the pod do you know zach? i know zach yeah, yeah so we had not him personally on, but yeah. yeah we had him on uh like a week ago and we i asked him the same question I'm like when you find you write your best stuff he goes uh the, like as soon as i get dumped if i get dumped oh magic. i'm coming out with magic like <laughs> i'm coming out with the best song all my best songs have been like directly the, yeah the day yeah. i got dumped and <laughs> oh, i'm like man. man that's like so sad it to hear sad, like yeah. then you gotta go perform these songs and you're like man this all like, sad like, song. This song, like yeah obviously you know he's doing very well and i'm happy no for sure yeah but, like that's gotta be something like you gotta relive that moment time in and time again at least now Listen, you can like yeah there are artists that that pump out these songs and people need these songs, right? Like people get dumped all the time. People are heartbroken all the time. And these artists are there for them, right? I, I write mainly love songs, right? I'm there to celebrate the love. I have some, you know, not so love songs. Like, I mean, which one is not a love song actually? Let me think. They're all love songs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, so let me ask you this. And obviously, you've been you've been writing. You've been in the industry for I don't know, ten plus years now. How do you think your your writing styles changed from when you were younger to now? Oh my god, it's changed in like tenfold. Like, actually, it's interesting. I'll start like the first um, professional writing session I ever had uh, for Kiss Goodnight. Actually, was like one of the first sessions. I was I was. And this is what like twenty ten ish. This is twenty. Uh, this would have been 2012. 2012, I think. Yeah, 2012. I was, I was so into it, like really into it. But I was used to writing songs just alone, like in my room at home, writing whatever melody came to mind, or whatever. But I've and I've never second guessed that stuff. 
So going into a session, writing these songs with professional writers who have done this for 10 years prior to me, they're like, oh, okay, that melody is cool, but let's try it a different one. I was like, why? <laughs> what do you mean we're going to explore different melodies? So, what do you mean? My, my idea is not good enough? No, it's not even that, but it's just like I just never thought about like, oh, like I felt that way. That was like where my intuition was going, but we're not going to do this. I'm fine for that, but like I never thought to like just try something else. So fast forward, you know, 10 plus years, there's still a little bit of that in me. I'm aware of it though, but I really, especially this album, I'm really trying to get back to writing songs like I did for the first time, like just really just fucking going for it. Um, because I felt like the last 10 years I've, I've overthought a lot of different things and, um, I mean, it worked out well, Obviously, <laughs> it did work out well, but for, there's something missing in me where I'm just like how I used to write songs. I felt different doing it back then. And I'm finally feeling that way again now with this new project that I'm working on. Excel gum and ASMR. Search Excel Gum on Spotify now and choose one of four ASMR audio experiences. Because everybody needs good study partners. Do you, um, you said you're an overthinker. Do you, would you think, do you think you're an overthinker in all aspects of your life or just music? Hmm. See, I'm overthinking. I, I was just going to yeah. say. No, I think, I think when it comes to writing the music, I definitely used to i'm more conscious of it now but i think i'd be more of an overthinker in that regard versus like personal life more of a do it kind of guy don't and like think I, yeah do it yeah. see what happens yeah it's easier to ask for forgiveness and to ask for permission sure. kind of thing. yeah, yeah that's what, like, i feel like a lot of people especially overthinkers it's so tough because you can literally overthink anything yeah and then you can <laughs> when you overthink you end up blaming yourself more because it's like oh like what if i did it this way what if i did it that way i don't know if i should do this i don't know if i should it's like right. just go and do yeah. I'm like, hey, that's what your gut told you to do originally. Don't overthink it. Just go and it's, do because uh, yeah. it's yeah. so tough. Like You can beat yourself up about it so many times. Like, oh, should I have done this? Do I do this? What if I do this and this happens? Like, just go and do. Like, there's so many different outcomes for every single Absolutely. Like, thing that could happen. Absolutely. It stems from, in my opinion, like fear and embarrassment, right? Like, you don't want to do something to make a mistake or you're not sure what other people are going to think about you, right? And that stuff is just like, at the end of the day, nothing matters. Well, that's really that's a very broad statement. No, Things no, but matter. I know exactly what you mean. But yeah, it's people think, oh, what are what, what are people going to think about me? It's like you got to remember, nobody's going to remember this tomorrow. Like, no, you can screw up, and for ninety nine point nine percent of the world, no one's going to remember this yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, and if you're that one percent that someone's going to remember this tomorrow, okay, that's a tough balance on this. Yeah, one. no, for like, sure. Like, look, you fell over a monitor. I'm sure nobody remembers <laughs> that the next day. Everyone's just like, do. no, that was a great I, show. I definitely remember that one. Yeah, you you're part of that one percent. <laughs> yeah, then. there you go. Yeah. Now, that's always so funny because, again, if you overthink sometimes, you can stop yourself from doing things that you were meant to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. So it's interesting that you're going back to the original way where you're just kind of going to go with it and just see what happens. Yeah, especially in terms of, like, the production. Um, you know, I used to listen to a lot of rock bands growing up, like, um, you know, Rage Against the Machine and Song oh, really? 41 and oh, Tool and all that. So there's the, I'm not doing an album like that. I'm not going full-blown. Like you're taking like inspo from it. Yeah, like there's a lot more electric guitar, some heavy hitting drums. I have a song out called Out of Sight right now that's uh, a little bit of like that stuff. Like there's a big, you know, post chorus and some ooze and stuff. Um, and I'm having fun with it. I'm having a lot of fun. Well, that's the most important part because if you're having fun with it, especially if you say you, you write your best when your life is balanced. Mm -hmm. Also, when your life's balanced, I'm assuming you're having fun and like you're enjoying life. Yeah. So maybe that you'll put out some of your, like the best stuff you've put out. Yeah, man. Who knows? Like I well, really goal, enjoy right? it. That's yeah. the goal. I really enjoy it. The only hope is like as, as an artist is for other people to resonate with it, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Have you ever put out something that you didn't love that other people loved? Or vice versa. We ever put a song that you absolutely loved and people are just like, ah, no, not it. Yes and yes. Yeah. Oh, really? Both ways. Yeah, both ways. Yeah. Okay, give me the one where you didn't love it and people did. And then what's it like performing? I don't want to say that one. I don't want to say that one. That's fair. Okay, what about the other way around where a song you loved and like people didn't love it? Well, it's not that people didn't love it. It just didn't, didn't perform as well as you It didn't perform as well as I thought it would. And that song would be When You're Home. Okay. For some reason, I thought that would have been like, that was your one. It was such a special song for me. Um, I still see it actually to this day. Like, um, oh my gosh, what's her name 
Francesca Francesca Fargo okay, from the Love she, Island or whatever. Love Island. She's actually uh, her fiance used it as their engagement song. Um, this was like a, last year, or a year and a half ago. Um, so that was really cool to see. But when when did that song come out? Like twenty 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 one something like that it came out twenty twenty one, and it was just like chilling for the longest time up until that point. And I'm like, damn it. Like so disappointed because I'm like it's one of my favorite songs to play live. It's such a special song. People obviously send me messages about how special it is, but I just thought it would have went like that. Yeah, it's tough because again, you never really know. It's like a song can be so meaningful to you, and vice versa. Again, it could be a song that wasn't super meaningful to you that yeah. just it clicked with people, it resonated. It's kind of it's honestly like social media too. Sometimes you make a TikTok like this one's gonna. The the go trick off is yeah, like just especially with social media, like do what you're proud of. And just keep fucking going. Just keep going. Like, if you're going to linger on, oh, I wish this happened. I should have done this. Like, you learn from it, sure. But if you focus too much on that, you're going to miss out on what's up ahead. It goes back to, like, the overthinking part, though, right? Like, if you're going to overthink all these little details. Yeah. Like, I have so many friends that that do music and, you know, they're obviously not where you are. But they're just kind of starting out. Mm. Like, oh, I don't know if I should put out this. I was like, man, sorry, what do you have to lose? Just hundred percent. Oh my gosh. Have to put out, who cares if what you're, other people think? If you're a starting artist, like yeah. the, the, it'll only benefit you to pump out music. Yeah. Like I have friends who have like, that are starting to do music and they've got, you know, thousands of like drafts in their TikToks, like covers and random stuff. I'm like, what are you doing? She's the storage on that too. Man, just Crazy. like put it out. Like what, what do you have to lose? What, someone's no, going to be like, oh, you suck? Like, yeah. So what? Cool. That's a yeah. random stranger on the internet with a burner account. Just post yeah, it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It could literally change your life tomorrow and you yeah. see it happen every single day. Every single day. It's that fear again. Yeah. It's, it's that fear. fear. Yeah. yeah it, it's, it's so tricky because again, it, it's tough when you're at a place in your career like you are where you've, you've overcome a lot of those like early career obstacles mm-hmm. and like, you know, You've seen success and you know what it like, feels like. You know what it like the happiness it can bring you. Yeah. But to someone who's just starting, it, it could be like the most fearful thing because what if people don't like it? What, what right. if they've never had rejection? What if all these what ifs? But then again, kind of the overthinking side, just stop overthinking. Just who cares? Yeah, because it's, well, it sucks to have someone say to you, you suck. Yeah. For sure. But you got to learn, especially on social media, <clears throat> like that stuff is so surface level. Oh yeah, and it shouldn't matter. Like, imagine there's nothing worse than being afraid of the person you see in the mirror. Like, you know, when you're your own worst critic. Yeah. Yo, learn again. You made this. You love this. Go and play it and post it and share it and share with the world. And if people love it, great. And if they don't, f everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. The let's talk about the CPL. That's got to be pretty cool because you were a soccer player growing up. I was. Yeah. Yeah. So playing like a show like that, that's got to be fun. It was awesome. Yeah. So that that whole. CPL stands for Canadian Premiership League. Right, yes, um, right. no, if people don't know. You're good. You've done, you've had media training. You, you know this before. <laughs> um, so when I moved, I live in Ottawa now. So when I moved to Ottawa about a year and a half ago, um, you know, I wanted to integrate myself, just start building myself into the community a little bit. Um, and the soccer team there, the, the CPL team, Atletico Ottawa, was like I'm minutes away from the studio, uh, from the stadium. Stadium. Um, to walk to so I was like this is this is too good like two of my passions like let's get integrated here so I hit the team up and was like let me let me work with you guys let me be some kind of ambassador let's like let's start small obviously let's build our relationship and figure things out let's do something down the line um so I did like we 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 met we had great chats I've been to a bunch of games met met all a lot of the players we were all awesome and I I don't know if anyone knows but the Atletico team in Spain actually owns the Atletico. I didn't know that team in Ottawa. Yeah, I didn't. So there's know a that. cool. awesome like transfer options yeah. and uh, crossover there. Um, Especially for like training and stuff. Oh, they they go yeah. train over yeah. there. Yeah. So yeah, it's awesome. It's a really cool team. And through that, we got integrated with the CPL. Um, obviously, me playing high level soccer uh, at university they were like, Oh, this makes sense. You know, he played, he played, it's not just some like guy, whatever. He's got a passion for it. So we hit the CPL up and we're like, Hey, what are you guys doing for halftime show? They're like halftime show. Um, cause you know, soccer doesn't do halftime yeah. shows, right? It's like only, you know, you think about the champions league, they do the opening ceremonies. That's it. Um, so the CPL, I, I don't think they're there yet to like have full blown stage and everything on, on the on the field on yeah. the like on the, the pitch Bowl, right? like yeah that. so 
what happened was I did like a, a tailgate type thing right outside the stadium to kick the CPL before the gates opened so everyone can go sit down. Um, That's got to be fun, right? Like, no, it was awesome. Yeah. When, you're, when you love a sport and you get to participate in it and put like your passion for soccer with your career in music together, it's like those are the win-wins. Yeah, 100%. Like it was such a fun show and to be there and watch the game after. Well, like, like, And to build a relationship too because again, like soccer is, I think it's the biggest sport in the world. Oh yeah, cricket. 100%. Soccer or cricket, one of the yeah, two. for sure. Football, you Football, know? Yeah. yeah, talk like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, that's cool. Have you ever played that? This is a little random. Have you ever played pickleball? Guys, like, I was playing pickleball before it was cool. I'm not just saying that. In my gym class, Mr. Askew, shout out to him. No way you played pickleball in God, gym I class. I kid you not. That, I you, kid you I, not. I don't want to age you, but that's probably like 25 years ago. Whatever it was, man. I was playing that in gym class. You know what? What? Oh, it's a Sunday. That sucks. I was going to call my high school and be like, because he's still teaching there. I'd be like, you, we played pickleball, right? Anyway, I was going to get a fact check on this. We did. I kid you not. We played pickleball in high school for like, you know, some days we're like, we're going to go okay, play well, kickball today. Like we're going to go play ago. whatever. Yeah. Still like now it's some fad guys. You're late to the game. Been playing it forever. I don't okay. play it anymore, but I did in high school. I don't know, that's right. I'm I'm big pickleball guy now. That's nice. Yeah, no re, I'm a recent pickleball. Maybe I'm just a phony, but <laughs> I, I didn't play it in high school. I wasn't big yet there, but crazy. Uh, I want to go a little off topic. We've, we've talked sure. obviously a lot about music and your career in there. Yeah. What are like, aside from soccer and, and your family, what are things that like bring you joy? Man. Aside from family. Aside from family. Yeah. Um, being outside, being outdoors, you know, okay. uh, physical exercise. Well, so let me ask um, you this then. If you, so now that you moved from BC over to Ottawa, like yeah. the, the landscape in Ottawa is very different than the landscape in BC. How do you find yeah. that you enjoy the outdoors as much now? Like, is it, it's, it's way wide. It's way better. It's way to better? be clear, sorry, let me be clear here. Okay. Grew up in Vancouver, moved to Toronto for 10 years. I was in the city for 10 years. Then I moved to Ottawa. Nothing's going to beat Vancouver yeah. in terms of outdoors, but Toronto to Ottawa, it's a lot better. So um, you mean Ottawa's better than Toronto? In terms of outdoor okay. landscape, the accessibility to like lakes yeah, yeah. and hikes and stuff. Love that and really appreciate a 20 minute drive in no traffic, you know, to get to a freshwater lake to jump into. Yeah, that's I'm fair. there. I'm there for it. Yeah, I mean, like Lake Ontario is not not it. Lake Ontario is just <laughs> not it, man. Like, I think everybody in, in oh, Toronto is like, yeah, no. We're, the last not, time, so. the last time I was in Lake Ontario, I almost got hit by a sea dew. I kid you not. Wait, how? Yes, I was doing a. Oh, these, I, I hate it. I hate it so much. These, <laughs> there's a. I didn't even know this. There's a sea dew rental place. Okay. In Lake Ontario, and we went down there to shoot some pictures for my upcoming album and, and project i went in it like waist level but then like i dipped down a little bit i didn't want to put my face in so i didn't um obviously <laughs> everybody's thinking this. yeah you can't put your face you can't put unless your face you go on to the other side of the island then you're like okay once you're on the other side of the island you don't mind what so. side were we on we're on the good side or no we're on the bad side no, okay you, yeah you guys were on the wrong side of the so I, <laughs> good so I, I didn't put my face in great um and we're like i don't know probably a a good hundred feet, maybe a little bit less from the shore. No, not even from the shore, from the sea place that's okay. next to us. So we're like, we feel comfortable. We're fine. They're doing, you know, rentals and coming in and out. And I'm in the water. I'm facing the shore. Photographers taking pictures and we're feeling it. We're into it. And then, you know, you hear this. It's getting louder. And I'm not really thinking too much of it because the thing is right over there. And then all of a sudden, like you hear, I think it was actually Danny here. He's like, whoa, 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 watch out, watch out, watch out. So I jump up and then we have this on my TikTok, actually, a video of this. Um, I jump up and like immediately, if I was there probably five more seconds less, I would have gotten run over by the CU that came freaking fast from where, I don't know what he was. I, he's probably high or drunk or something like he, cause he was laughing. So came in, like hit the shore we're all standing here like what the fuck what the actual fuck just happened and he's like laughing about it. he's like <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry man <laughs> i'm like dude <laughs> are you laughing right now are you serious about this anyway that was the last time i was in lake ontario i don't i don't blame you for that yeah i'm not i'm never going back in there so it makes sense <laughs> D danny's over here laughing you want a random funny story i actually interned for danny he was telling me on the way here danny what are we going back 15 years ago now 
Yeah, I was a pretty bad intern. I think Danny just hired me just because like I was like in nightlife entertainment. I maybe I had like connections to clubs. Nice. But now we're still friends. Shockingly enough, fifteen or so <laughs> years later. Fifteen, and we randomly bump into each other every six months. Yeah, sounds about right for Toronto. Yeah, yes, yeah. every six months. Why'd you? Uh, what's the reason for the move to Ottawa? Uh, my wife is from there. My wife's from there. And when we had our daughter in 2020, we did a year here with her, and we were like, "Jesus, this is hard." What's up? Because your family's lost her family's Ottawa. Yeah. And like just having no help, especially, oh, yeah. you know, being on the road. Um, we, we, and we wanted to expand the family, which we did. So the in-laws help a lot, oh, a lot, a lot, a lot with, uh, with all the moving pieces. So I mean, it's gotta be nice for her to have her family, especially while you're on tour, right? Like exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like this they're actually here in Toronto now. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, okay. That's so yeah. nice. That. So, that's such yeah, like a feel good spirit. Yeah. Do they come to all the shows too? No. No, okay. not right now because kids aren't old enough. Kids aren't really old enough. I'm gonna try to bring um, my. It should be three in December, um, either tonight to the show or to the one in Ottawa. Um, but we'll we'll so see. So at three, is she old enough to like understand like music and what you do and like be like impressed by it or she, I is don't, it just like haha, daddy? Woo. I'm not sure. She's only seen one performance of mine, which was okay. Canada Day, and I was up there for one song or two songs. So it was like up and down, and. Um, my friends were taking videos of her and she was just kind of like staring. <laughs> she wasn't smiling. She wasn't doing, she was just staring. She was trying to piece it together yeah, at that point. Yeah. yeah she's like, that she, age, it's, it's, they're, they're so yeah, I, I, I don't know. She's now like talking about being on stage and she grabs like her little, there's a little stick thing. She's like, this is my microphone. She's, she's kind of getting a little grasp, I think. But I feel like if she comes to one of these shows, like a, on a tour, I feel like it'll click for her. Yeah, yeah. About what it is I do. What um, what's like the first thing you look forward to most when you finish a tour? Oh, being home. Being home, yeah, just being like relaxing. Home. Yeah, kids, wife. Yeah, just. like literally yesterday, I was out having dinner. I had to leave dinner early to go to uh, to the show, and I didn't realize this, but as I was walking away, my daughter was actually chasing after me. And she, I got to the door when she finally touched my leg. She's like, "Dad, dad, 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 where are you going?" And I was like, "I like, I have to go do I a show." And she obviously doesn't know what that means yet. Um, so that was like heartbreaking. So like, yes, at the end of the, at the end of the day, when I'm done tour, like, home time, I'm at home. And you get home. What do you do? Just just relax with the kids, like, play whatever they want to play. That's binge. a contradictory, uh, contradictive statement. Relax with the kids. Okay, relax yeah, kids, I guess yeah. so actually. Um, I'm I'm a new a fairly new uncle, and so I only get to, being an uncle is the best because you get to see fun uncle. Yeah, you get to see like <laughs> babies, and I get like time slots to go. It's like, hey, he's gonna be awake from this time to this time. Like, arrive around then. Yeah. So I arrive exactly the time kid awakes to yeah. the time he's about to go to bed, and I get like the fun part. Of them. I don't get yes. to see like the crying, the screaming, the, tantrums, the, yeah. the up all night. You know yeah. when the I guess my my nephew's starting to like climb out, almost climb out of his crib. He's at that age now, so nice. I don't see any of the not relaxing fair, fun parts fair. of it. So. Yeah, no, I just, I guess what it is, be present. Yeah. That's what it is. I'll be present with the family. Okay. Yeah. There may be a couple of relaxing moments, but I'll be there. Okay. Again, switching off from music and touring, what's, um, what's your favorite place you've ever traveled? Oh, man. I really, I really appreciate Greece. Really? A lot. Yeah, Greece is fantastic. I was not expecting that. I was expecting an Asian country. Oh, I've only been to Hong Kong in Asia. I've never okay. been to like Southeast Asia, which which I really want to go. Especially there's a lot of fans out there um, and people who listen to music, like we talked yeah, about yeah. Philippines and stuff. But yeah, Greece is from the countries that I have traveled to. Um, I would continue to go back there. Okay, what about Greece made it so special? The food, the culture, landscapes, yeah, water, like. A lot the of Greece is like oh, top five for me too. So yeah, like, a lot like, of different things. It. Yeah, and you remember George, some mild co-host. Yeah, he, he's Greek. Okay, and he's like Greek, Greek. Like, okay, Greece Opa is the Greek, best. Like, yeah, he's okay. like best player, place, <laughs> best place on earth. Like, okay, everything that is in Greece is the best, and it's, yeah. it's well, his dad is like even crazier <laughs> Greek. So <laughs> yeah, he would uh, he would appreciate that it. answer. Yeah. Well, where's where's some other places you want to travel to? I think my my eyes are on uh, Asia now. Okay, where really specifically? Do. Uh, Philippines, um, Malaysia, Indonesia, Thailand. Oh, so you want to do the whole thing? I want to do the whole thing. I want to do like the whole one, thing. Like, a, would you do a one trip or would you go back like a couple times to do those? I don't know. I don't know. It depends what's lined up. Yeah. 
That's fair. Would you yeah. want to go for work or play? Both. Both? Yeah. yeah, okay. I think, makes sense. I think Thailand would be more of a play yeah. uh, country, but um, everything else, I think we've got a lot of pull there in terms of like listeners and, and fans and stuff. So, all right. Yeah. This is one of my favorite ones to ask recently. If you weren't a musician and you weren't, you cannot, the answer cannot be a soccer player. Okay. What would you do? Something in TV. Okay. Something in TV or radio, maybe like, like hosting something or I don't know, actually. That was my answer. I'd want to host a, like a, rea- not a reality show, like a game show. A game show? That'd like be Wheel of Fortune or something. That'd be fun. That'd be really fun. And I think I'd be good. At, I'd be so good at like yeah. the Wheel of Fortune or something. Hell yeah. Like who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah I, I would love to do that. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So that's so what you would uh, like uh, yeah, some yeah. sort of TV show host? Some some sort of like something along the lines of that. I don't know about hosting. Like I remember out of high school before I got accepted um, to UPEI, I applied for a TV production program okay. in Vancouver. Oh, so this has always kind of been in the back of your mind. Yeah, like it's and been, I feel like it's not like out of the question for you. Like even like between albums, you can easily host something. For sure. I mean, I would actually more want to do more acting, but like I've always been fascinated with like directing and, and film and television and that yeah, sense yeah. like my brother is an actor so we were always filming stupid little videos at home um it, loving it like angles lighting dialogue all that right, silly yeah, comedy stuff tense. yeah like it was it was so much fun to do and um so i've always been in that world and like i want to do more of that well do you still. find like do you think you will yeah I, I, feel like, yeah, I feel like, like it's a fairly like easy transition. Yeah, it's, it's like, only like arts and entertainment space. Exactly. Once I get, you know, like have a break with music, maybe you know, take a, a six month break and just like try to do acting full time for a bit. Okay. Who knows? Danny's know. listening to this. Like, okay, well, <laughs> all right. Well, I guess <laughs> I guess I'm out of a job. <laughs> no, no. So let let me see. I guess what's your favorite soccer team? I'm trying to go through like things that like. I didn't ask last time that I could ask now. That Honestly, I don't different. remember what you asked last time. But. To be honest, I listened to it maybe like a month ago. Okay. Just like to make sure I don't ask any of the exact same questions. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, favorite soccer team? Um, my dad is a big Man U fan, so. I guess. I guess I'm a Man U fan. But I've, I've, I'm actually more of a fan of individual players than I am teams. It's like Son on Tottenham. On Tottenham. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, that makes sense. Lewandowski, um, who was on Bayern. Now he's on Barcelona. Um, those are like my top two for sure. Um, but like teams, I'm like, I'll watch literally the and weekend yeah. like is soccer on the TV. My wife hates it. She's like, why you got to watch every game? You don't even care about these teams. I'm like, I like the game. Yeah, it's like, just, it's like football I like to the me, game. Right? Like I can okay. on, a, on a good Sunday, like I could just watch football. It doesn't matter who's playing. It's just yeah. the fact that like anybody could die at any moment. You're just like, holy crap. Like this is <laughs> it's it's like little mini cars like running oh, into man. each other. It's barbaric. It's it crazy. literally is. Yeah. Um, are you a big hockey guy? I appreciate the sport. Appreciate I never it. played it growing up though. Can you skate? I can skate. Can yeah, skate. yeah. I've played one like actual full gear hockey game in my entire life. I've played several games of shinny. Um, not great, but I can like you know. You pass, can get around. I can pass a pass a puck, yeah, and you you can play, but yeah, you're not. Yeah, okay, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, hasn't it's been a while too. So anyway, we'll see. Favorite movie, dude. Uh, that's a tough one. Titanic's up there. Ooh, Titanic is up there. Um, a very good one. There's. A World War Two movie. I think it's The Pianist. With Adrian like, Broner, Bro, Broner, Brody. I don't remember. I don't remember what his yeah. name is, but it's like based on this. In in anything World War Two, honestly, like I will watch. Have you seen? Um, it's on Netflix. All the light we can't see. Something like that. Is that the one that was nominated for an Oscar? An Oscar? No, it's a four part series. Oh no, then I haven't. It's seen It's with it. uh, the guy who plays the Hulk. Holy crap, I'm going blank right now. Oh, yeah. I know who you're thinking of. Just don't know his name. Yeah, so it's with him. And uh, honestly, phenomenal. Cool. If you're into World War II stuff, it's about like basically a a little kid who goes live on the radio during the war. Oh. And this is in France when like the Nazis were invading. So yeah, really, really good. All the light you cannot see or something. It usually takes me nowadays, because I have an eight week at home, takes me like three days to watch an hour of TV. Yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah. So 
I'll get I'll get back to you in about a month. Yeah. Wait, what do you do like on, when you're on tour? So now you're in the middle. Of the, I guess you're in the middle of it now, right? Yeah. Give or take. Um, what do you do like pre-show? Well, I guess pre-show you're probably getting ready, warming up, or do a lot. What do you yep. do post-show? Post-show, I um, I'm trying to make it a habit. I clean my in-ears, my in-ear monitors. Um, I use my humidifier, like a little personal thing that just goes over my mouth. Um, it's like a Darth Vader. There. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, uh, what else do I do? If there's a shower, I'll shower and then eat food and go to bed. Wow. That's pretty like tame. Yeah. Like, I'm not, a, I'm not wild. Like on the last show of the tour. Sure. Like let's yeah, have some have drinks, but or something. I'm not the type of guy to be like, let's fucking go out tonight <laughs> and get hammered and celebrate. Yeah, you know, I, I would, I would assume that though. You're, now you're a different stage in your life, right? You have a family. But man, like, I'll be honest with you. I've always been like that. Oh really? Always? Yeah. Like I've always been just like. You know, I'll have my days for sure, but for the most part, pretty just like let's let's do the thing and do it well and get the fuck to bed. Because it, it's funny because people forget that when you go into it, this is work for you. This isn't like we're having fun, we're going on tour, like oh, we're having a blast. Well, you, don't get me you wrong, are, but again, it's still work. Like you <laughs> yeah. just you just happen to have a really fun job. Yeah, yeah but it's enough. still work. Like you, so many times, and we again we've had so many musicians on the podcast where they're about to play a show that night, and I'm like, oh, let's let's I'll come to the show, let's go out for drinks or something. Yeah. Like. yeah. And they're like, yeah, we got to go to work tomorrow. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Like, this is like, this is still work. Yeah, that's you true. Know, you have to think about imagine going out drinking and then you got to perform the next day or something. Like that. I mean, people do it. And I have do done it. it. I have done it. Like, in the yeah, past. when you're younger and stuff too. But that's a little different. And it's like not even worth it anymore. Like, well, who was it that canceled the show? Uh, a really big artist that canceled the show. And like, there was a rumor on TikTok that he was like out drinking the night before with some like Instagram. Is this recent? Morgan Wallen. Oh, is that um, Morgan Wallen? Apparently. Did you hear about no? Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, he canceled the show because he was like out till like wee hours in the morning drinking with like Livy Dunn or something. Cannot confirm. Yeah, so Wasn't again, there. it's like it is a work situation. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, that's fair. Well, let me ask you this: What's twenty twenty four look like for you? Twenty twenty four looks great. Um, I've got new music, uh, pretty much lined up for January. Okay, and then singles or. Yeah, just pumping out new stuff. Call it what you want. Single. It's a song. Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, January, then springtime. And then I've got I've got a bunch of songs like ready to go already. So it just kind of depends on the strategy, the timeline, all that kind of stuff. What kind of songs are they? Are they obviously maybe they love songs? Are they more just happy? The first song that I'm, I'm going to... They're obviously not heartbreak. They're not heartbreak, but there's that. The first one I'm going to release is called Back to Me. And I briefly, briefly touched on what what the song means. Um, basically, getting back to who you are and what you are, and and finding that peace within confusion and darkness and all that stuff. Um, so that's the first song I'm gonna I'm gonna release, and it's like uh, it's just a hopeful, dare I say, Christian rock kind of song. Okay. Yeah. So you got that coming out. Is, is there another tour in the lineup for 2024? I don't think so. I no. think I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna think I'm gonna sit next year out in terms of a tour, um, and try to do as many summer shows as I can. Okay. Um, I feel like that's like those are the options. It's like summer shows or tour. Yeah, I mean you could do both, obviously, but I think just in terms of building, building the career a bit more, I want to do like twenty plus shows this summer, and uh, just keep pumping out music, and then maybe a tour in twenty twenty five. You know, it's it's interesting because doing twenty shows in the in the summer is almost like doing a tour. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like there's not the this tour, but right, right. When you play that many shows. The festival circuit, as yeah, they say. you're basically yeah. kind of sorting it out yeah. like a tour, right? That's true. Yeah. It's just a little different. What's um What's one venue you would love to play, or like a dream venue of yours? Wembley. Wembley. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're the Massive. second person that said that in the last like month. Okay, fuck that then. I don't want to be like well, everyone else. It's, it's a great uh, answer. Wembley is it's a great, especially for a soccer fan, right? Like yeah, a football fan. Wembley, Madison Square Garden. It's also another great answer. Another uh another top one. Um being from you know, BC. Vancouver, you got the BC uh BC place there. I don't know what it's called now. I think it's called Rogers something. Rogers Arena? Maybe. Are you talking the outdoor one where the BC Lions play? Yeah. I don't the, know what that one's called. I remember it as BC Place. It's probably changed. Probably something, probably something, probably something different. Um, yeah, those are, I guess, three three venues. I, okay, this is, might be a kind of dumb question. Do you still get nervous when you perform? 
Is there any part? Because you've been doing it for so long. How many shows have you played in your career? Like a thousand? I can't answer. I have no idea. Okay, Maybe. So is there any part of you that gets nervous? Or is it just, like, you know, I, I know what I'm doing. I've done this so if, many times. If I'm prepared, then I'm good. Um, there have been moments where I'm like, I don't feel ready for this. Really? And I'm like nervous on that front. Um, but it's been a while. It's been a while since that has happened. See, because usually people get nervous because they, well, yeah, one, kind of unprepared or they're entering unfamiliar territories, mm -hmm. right? But for you, it's you've been doing this so long. It's not really unfamiliar territory. It's more just, yeah, maybe I wasn't prepped enough as I should have been. That's it. For me, at least. That's fair. Yeah. But like on a regular day, prepped, ready to go, I could literally just like, I don't know, take a nap and one minute before a stage, I'll walk on stage and do the show. Really? You like, could just wake up from a nap a minute before and just get on. I would never do that. I, I know you but, would, I, but, but I could. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's second nature. You've been doing this yeah. again for, when did your career start? 2012. 2012, yeah. So yeah, again, 10 plus years now. Yeah. This. Yeah. And it wasn't like, like one of the first shows I ever did was in a Scotiabank arena in front of 18,000 people. So I guess from there, uh, it's like, that, I've that's done like everything from moments, like, yeah. yeah, from everything from like a coffee shop to stadium within the first year of my career. And it's been like that since the, since for 10 years now. So like every scenario you, you can, yeah, I have covered. Yeah. You've done it all. Yeah. What's, uh, what's your favorite show you've ever played? But what's one that stands out? I mean, just because it happened in the last few years, uh, Corona Theater in Montreal during my uh, North Star tour. Okay. Montreal is just like insanely lively and just they love music in a different way. Um, the sold out show. See, it's because like, Montreal's not even a hometown show for you. I guess like no. Toronto could kind of be a hometown. Ottawa could now be a hometown. Yeah, I don't know Vancouver what it is. Could be like too. Montreal since the get go, they've just been. Really? They treat me like they treat me so well over there. It's it's incredible. So that show was just full of energy and singing every word back and like oh my gosh, had them here and it was just Love like that. nothing. It was just so good. Do you like writing and like performing music in the studio or do you like? The performing in front of people. I guess it's kind of a rhetorical question, but no, no, I get what you mean. Like, there, there's a difference between performance in the studio and performing it live. Yeah. There's, a, there is a difference. Um, I, <laughs> it's a tough one because I'm trying to think of songs that I've written um, that don't really translate well live. And uh, actually, one song, "I See You," great song when you listen to it on the on the record production's tight everything's solid when you play it live it doesn't for me at least doesn't hit as really? hard as when you just like listen to it and you're walking around you're doing things why, why do you think that is couldn't tell you just i have no idea the vi i guess the energy and the vibe like people translate. are like people are still singing it yeah. and everything and it's cool but like when i'm singing it i'm not i don't feel it as much as i did when i recorded it that day and i did the That's performance in studio yeah and then there's songs like north star that i did in studio and i had a blast in studio but i didn't think it would translate as well live yeah. but it was it was like hard hitting live well so. but again also like the crowd can kind of i don't say it, the crowd helps that too right oh, song, yeah yeah if the crowd's going absolutely off to a song then it's but this is what i'm saying about i see you like they they go off they sing every word but, but i'm like you don't feel it i'm like way. why isn't it like why doesn't it hit as as hard as it that's like, so interesting yeah it's a weird feeling yeah i don't know like, I, I don't even i you can't explain that no. like maybe one no, day, you, one day you, it'll click for you. Like maybe, this is why. Maybe this is why. Yeah. Anyways, um, we're kind of nearing that that point now. Um, before we wrap up, is there? And I did ask this last time, and I, I don't remember your answer. But if there, if you could give one piece of advice to your younger self now, kind of a different stage in your career, you've been doing this for so long. Yeah. What would that advice be? Oh man. Breathe. So probably a big one. Just breathe. Don't stress too much about like the little things. It'll all work itself. It's, it's all routine stuff. But like the the biggest thing would probably just be like breathe through it. Like take your deep breaths. Because I remember being so tense, you know, in this industry, such a uh, 19, 20, even 21. Just like didn't know what I was doing really. And yeah, man, just breathe. It's so tough because it sounds so simple to say. But there are so many times when, you know, again, we're, we're 
we I mean you were around the same age I think yeah. but when you're a kid and you're young sometimes you're going through something like this is the end of the world it's like no just take a second literally take a deep breath it's the conscious is, breathing maybe I should add that consciously breathe yeah like obviously the, we can the all world breathe, isn't but. gonna end this isn't this isn't it trust me yeah like, you're gonna you're gonna make <laughs> through this um, what's that saying it's like this too shall pass yes exactly you know, yeah it's one of those things but uh, yeah. Todd, I appreciate you coming back on. This was a blast. My pleasure. My I wish pleasure. you all the best on the rest of the tour. Thank you. Um, obviously, the Christmas, uh, Tyler Shaw Christmas. You're on tour for that. Obviously, we talked about next year, new single coming out in January. What's it called? What was it called again? Back to Me. Back to Me. Yes. So that's coming out in January. Yeah. Uh, and if people want to find out more about you, music, the show, where can they go? How can they find you? Uh, all socials. The handle is Tyler Shaw Music. And Shaw is S-H-A-W. Got it. Um, and yeah, if you made it to this, we appreciate you. Thank you. Give Tyler a listen. Go check him out on tour. Tour wraps up on December... 21st. 21st. Yeah. What's the last city? North Bay. North, oh, North Bay. <laughs> North there Bay. We, there yeah. we go. Anyways, guys, if you made it to them, we appreciate you. Give Tyler, Shalo, uh, Tyler a follow. And we'll see you next week, guys. Cheers. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Pals Podcast. So... We kind of have something a little different today. Yeah, you might have heard that mid-roll ad uh, with Excel Gum promoting their new ASMR Excel Study Beats playlist on Spotify. And this time of the year is a very stressful time of the year, isn't it, Danny? For, yeah, it is. For, especially for students. I wonder why, though. It's exam season. And guess what everyone gets? What's that? It's a new word. I can't. What's it called? Examity. Examity. You heard that right, folks. That's why our good friends at Excel Gum put together this ASMR playlist, uh, Excel Study Beats, to help calm you down during this stressful time. Dad, you remember exam season for you? It was pretty stressful. And you know what? I still have some exams coming up. So I will be using the Excel Gum Spotify playlist track to help me get through it. And where can we find that playlist? On Spotify. Oh, with the link in our bio. Um, but we also want people to relax and take a second to breathe. Really kind of just settle down during this stressful time and this hopefully this place will help you relax and, and kind of calm those nerves yeah you know what over the past couple of years i've been using like asmr and all those kind of like fun sounds so i'm really excited to check this one out all right and if you made it to the end of this we do love you we appreciate you and stay tuned for next week's episode peace you like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain and i don't and every I got alone, no one thing. You're not alright, I'm not alright.